Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks like eggs and bacon and French toast and waffles and other breakfast foods. Come January 22nd when the Oscar nominations are announced, you're going to want to be up and getting breakfast because it's going to be early. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy. And with us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Malhorn. David, how you doing, buddy? I was wondering where you were going with the whole eggs and bacon thing. It's all I got. I mean, we did caviar last time. We did champagne. I got nothing else fancy to do. And all I know is that for whatever freaking reason... The Oscars refused to take advantage of like primetime news slot, whatever, and do their Oscar announcements at like 5 a.m. Pacific time. But you're going to be on the East Coast. That's right. Covering it from a decent hour. It's all the, the only reason I'm going to the East Coast <laughs> is to cover the Oscars for nominations from a from a decent hour. David will be uh, where? What do you do? Where are you going? What are you doing over on the East Coast? By the time this comes out, you'll be a couple a couple days away. You won't be gone yet, but. Be in fun Orlando. Yeah. Disney. I love it. Doing my old stomping grounds. For those of you who don't know, I spent one year, a little less than one year, doing the college program over in good old Walt Disney World, driving the Kilimanjaro safari trucks at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So that was that was a long time ago. That was like 10, 11 yep. years You're ago. Old. So that, that'll be exciting. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about... Disney World, at least not today. We are here to talk about we. It's it's go time. We are T minus one week away. Actually, a little less than a week away from the Oscar nominations being announced on Tuesday, January twenty second. We're here to talk about it. We're here to give our final updated predictions. We're here to kind of talk about where where things have you know kind of uh, straightened out. And, uh, and what's been going on. So, obviously, uh, the most recent thing to happen, well, the last two most recent things to happen, were the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards. Now, the Golden Globes, David, I don't know if you know this, but the Golden Globes are not... <laughs> uh, when we're talking about these two particular uh, awards shows, these two are um, in varying degrees of, uh, what's the word, accurate predictors for the Oscars. Golden Globes are typically not too accurate simply because of the way the Hollywood Foreign Press acts. They like to give awards off to heat and celebrity rather than actual, you know, skill. I don't know. Uh, And this year was a very odd year in that the both awards went to Best Drama went to Bohemian Rhapsody, and best musical or comedy went to Green Book, and those were kind of out of left field, you know. Uh, and depending on who you talk to, it's either really great because I know a lot of people who love Bohemian Rhapsody, or if you go on film Twitter, it is an atrocity, right? But then again, the Golden Globes are not that steady of a predictor. Critics' Choice Awards, however are a little bit more steady. Last year, I believe, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, last year the Critics' Choice Awards predicted 16 of 18 Oscar categories um, that they that line up with the Critics' Choice Awards. Is that correct? Is that a correct stat? I don't know if it's not, or I think that's what it is. But it was very, it was basically a long way of saying it, pretty accurate. Yeah, and, generally. 
Roma took Best Picture, and Best Director for that matter, um, at this year's Critics' Choice Awards. So that's where we're at with awards that have been handed out. We got some awards coming up. We got all the Guild Awards. We got between, I think it's January 19th is when the SAG Awards are given out. Let me double check. Let me confirm. Nope, those are the 27th. I think the Producers Guild is the 19th. Yes, the Producers Guild is the 19th. And the Producers Guild is typically awarding the picture. Best picture is uh, given to the producers. Um, but that comes on the 19th before the nominations. We got Producers Guild. We got Screen Actors Guild. We got Writers Guild. We got Directors Guild. All the guilds. All your guilds. Got to get this, their stuff out of the way as well. And there are certain things to be said in terms of front runners and, and, and uh, you know, who's up, who's down. Uh, suffice it to say, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is up, you know, having won the Golden Globe. It's certainly in the conversation. It's got a Producers Guild Award nomination. I believe it has a ensemble nomination for uh for its cast it does not have a director's guild nomination uh, nor does it have if i'm not mistaken a writers guild nomination so it's you know it's a little bit different there but then then again it won the golden globe same with green book green book is nominated for a lot of those similar things particularly it picked up a producers guild nomination it won the Golden Globe, and Roma. Roma has been the one constant throughout the awards process. It's pretty much been nominated for everything that it can be nominated for. Now, at the same time, <laughs> I think Green Book is also down because since it won its uh, Golden Globe, there's been all this controversy about, you know, uh, you know, oh, it's not really diverse because, you know, white people wrote the story and directed it and, uh, you know, there's things about old tweets from the from the writer of the film and blah, 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 things like that. So needless to say, you know, the outrage mafia, the outrage mob mentality out on Twitter, it's gunning for Green Book. Um, and then I would venture to guess, and you correct me if I'm wrong, let me know what you think. I would venture to guess that A Star is Born is a little bit down because it's been getting all the nominations, but it has not been cleaning up the wins in the way that a lot of people predicted in October. Um, and also First Man. I mean, First Man has had a real roller coaster. It got nominated for a bunch of BAFTAs, and then it's not nominated for a lot of things. It's not nominated for the Producers Guild. Didn't pick up a lot of acting awards. Didn't pick up a, a Writers Guild, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, same thing with the Directors Guild. That being said, you can't really count it out with some of these big awards just because of the nature of the film and things like that. So... It's pretty interesting. It is. It's pretty interesting. I think there's some things that, you know, you have to fight the resistance to on some things. Sure. In the sense that it's easy to overreact to the Golden Globes because they are such a spectacle and they get so much media attention. But Golden Globes have been absolutely terrible in yes. predicting what happens in the Oscars. So That is true. Combined with the fact that... Um, you don't even have the same categories necessarily directly the same categories. They split up some of those categories. Right. Um, so the combination of those two um, throws off, I think, the the public opinion a little bit mm -hmm. of 
of what's going to happen or what really has the momentum and things like that, because the Hollywood foreign press is absolutely crazy. So, yes. um, you I know, love there's, looking at there's some even of these. rumors that supposedly like, you know, one of the things to getting a golden globe is basically buttering up the Hollywood foreign press. Yeah. There, uh, there was a story that came out in the Washington post um, that I was reading that basically talks about how like Bohemian Rhapsody like executed a plan to basically upset sure a star is born, which is basically what people basically what happened. Yeah. But it, interesting. it's just interesting um, to well, hear everything that goes into it, especially in that. Yeah. Whereas the Oscars, it's such a different group that votes on the Oscars. Right. First and foremost, it's primarily the peers of of those. I think there's something like 8,000 voters now. A lot of it. voters. Um, but the primary, especially in the acting categories and directing in that, mm-hmm. are their peers. Like the vast majority of them, like that, the actors vote for that. That is how, I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe we talked about this last year. Last year we did. But the, for those of you as a refresher, the way that Oscars get their group of nominees, right? They're five nominees. So, for example, Best Director. All of the directors in the Academy vote and get, and the top five vote getters are then the Best Director nominees. Same thing with the writers, same thing with the actors, the sound people. They all get together in their little groups and they decide here are the the five best. Mm -hmm. And then at which point the actual, and Best Picture is decided by everybody. Yep. And then at that point, once all the nominees are out, then everybody votes for everything. Sure. And that's and that's when the, you do your your rankings, though, not correct. Just straight who's the best. Oh you God, say, we're, we'll who's have your our... one, who's your two, who's your three. But anyways, that's yeah. going down another rabbit hole. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, um, I think now is when you really start to see what movies are starting to get momentum. I agree um, because I don't think many of the studios really start uh, campaigning for their movies until post golden globes, because one, I think it's financially probably too much to campaign. And, and two, there's just so many things you can get lost in. If you start it too early, you can get lost in the holiday movies. You can get lost in, you know, new years and golden globes and that. So I think once post golden globe goes, you get more of these low key type of awards where it's the different guilds and things like that, that don't have as much of the, you know, general public press and right. all that kind of stuff that you have to cater to. Right. And so I think you start to see that. Um, and the know, Oscars matter. And the Oscars do matter. Nobody gives a shit who wins a SAG. No. Um, but you're right. I've seen it on Twitter as well. You know, it's a whole, it's a super interesting conversation. It's probably not a conversation for this episode, but nonetheless, it's super interesting to see people and the way that they're online. Um, uh, campaigns, if you will, where like, for example, a private war, Rosamund Pike stars uh, in a private war. And I saw an ad that was from the private war Twitter. So it's the official Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big grab from the LA times. And it is, if there is any justice in this world, the Academy will nominate sure. Rosamund Pike. And I was just like, that is a wild statement. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you also posting. have to look at, like you brought up the two biggest winners from the Golden Globes, which I would say are Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book. Sure. And both have basically immediately been under attack. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't Bohemian, that funny? Bohemian Rhapsody 
really the biggest trump card everybody's playing against it is the Brian Singer. Brian effect. Singer. Don't um, award Brian Singer. And the fact that, let's be honest, you know, a lot of people enjoyed the movie, but it didn't get the best reviews from no. a critical standpoint, which usually is pretty difficult to overcome when it comes to the Oscars. That doesn't mean, I think their best shot, and we'll get into this a little bit, is obviously going to be for lead actor. Sure. Um, for Rami Malek. I would agree. Um, Green Book. The thing that's so infuriating about Green Book is so many people have said they really enjoyed the movie Green Book. Yeah. And suddenly people's enjoyment of it is changing with all the crap that's coming up. Sure. Um, so many people. Green Book's went, 81 certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, 94 percent audience score. Yeah. And and even a lot of these critics and it, it'd be interesting to see how many of these critics have changed their mind just because of what's come out. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't change your mind and maybe you don't want to reward a movie um, that has certain you know, people involved in it, stuff going on. Sure. But at the same time, like if we're really just trying to award the movies for the quality of the work right. and things like that. You know, I think to some point, all that extra stuff is just noise to some point. It, well, it very much is. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an excellent article for The Hollywood Reporter that we retweeted on our on our Twitter yeah. at The Popcorn Diet about how the, 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 the past is the past and to attack a film that attempts to build bridges for merits that are completely outside of the quality of the film is really disingenuous. Well, and it's it's just like... That's a real film. abbreviated sure. version. But it's just like Bohemian Rhapsody in the sense that whatever the story actually is and whatever leniencies the movie took with that mm -hmm. do not take away from, for instance, how good Marshala Ali and Viggo Mortensen were. Right. But the problem with you know, the world we live in and the things like that is everything gets dragged down. Like if the movie itself loses momentum, then the acting categories lose momentum sure. and things like that. And we've seen things overcome that obviously three billboards, there was tons of drama that came up to it leading up to the awards. Mm -hmm. Um, and it still managed to do fine in the acting categories. Um, but it, it's interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. So Beyond all of that, beyond all of the drama and things like that, I wanted to make some predictions before we go through our last batch of Oscar nomination predictions here. But I basically listed out four questions for us to answer, all right? And we'll go through these one by one and make our guesses here. But the first one is, what film do you think will get the most Oscar nominations? I believe the record is four. 14 or 15? Uh, I'm going to double check that, but you answer that question first, um, and we'll see what the most... I have three. Naturally, David, I did not come up with one answer to any of these questions. Uh, I gave myself an out <laughs> on all of them. Um, but yes, those are. that's my first question. My first question is, uh, what do you think will pull in the most nominations it was six no 17 17 wow both 17 nominations titanic and la la land that's impressive i severely doubt we're gonna get anybody close to that I thought this it was year. 14 14 three films of oh excuse me i misread the stats 
Three films have received 14 total nominations out of the number of categories available. So I was reading the number of categories available. Gotcha. So it was Titanic, La La Land, and All About Eve that received 14 nominations. Mm -hmm. Three films have won 11. None none of those films. Ben-Hur, Titanic, and Return of the King. So in our guess, I'm not looking for a number, but if you wanted to throw a number out there, you could. What do you think will get nominated for the most Oscars this year? This one, this one was tough for me to to think through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a number of them that I'm between. Like you, I have pretty much two. I'm down to okay, and I'm really between. Um, actually, Roma. Interesting. And Black Panther. Interesting. Okay. I don't think... Star Star is Born would be an outside one um, as well. That would be probably right in that conversation. It wouldn't surprise me if it has the most for this year. But I just... You know, I I think those two, one, have... I think you're going to see Black Panther get a lot of momentum. They've already had Oprah campaigning uh, for them. And <laughs> I think it's it's going to I, I'm not going to say that's necessarily going to translate into a crazy amount of wins for Black Panther. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to get a lot more love than maybe anybody thought possible for a comic book movie. Sure. A lot of. Well, and, and the thing is, it's, it's strategic here. You know, Black Panther is also on my list. Because it can get hit for all of the under the line awards, yeah. all of the sound, visual effects, song, score, Costume. production, all that shit yep. is up for grabs, right? So I definitely had Black Panther on there in that it is the film that offers the widest variety, mm-hmm. right? I do also have A Star is Born on there, although I think it will lose out for things like costume and makeup. Yeah. But it'll make up for song and, and, and performances. It'll get a lot of performance love. I also, and I can't believe I'm putting this on here, I have The Favorite as a potential high nominee as well because I think it's going to get a lot of the above-the-line nominations picture directors in play i think it's going to get three acting nominations mm-hmm. screenplay and then you got things like production design cinematography sound like those are all very much in play now i don't think that the most oscars will be any more than maybe 10 or 11 this year but that's my thought on it at least kind of the same reason for roma as well it can it can match some of the above the line stuff with some of the below the line stuff. Yeah. And I think that that, cause black Panther is not going to get a lot of above the line stuff. It'll get picture sure. and maybe a screenplay. Um, so yeah. Okay. So black Panther, I, we both pretty much agree on black Panther. You say Roma, I say a star is born. And then you had, what was your other one? I had a star is born too. Okay. I had Roma. You had favorite. I had Roma. Okay. As our okay. Third. Now, Kind of in the opposite direction. What film do you anticipate that not will get the least amount of awards? Because my money would be on The Wife with one Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) or any of the short documentary subjects. But what do you think is the film that's going to get left out in the cold the most? And that by that, I mean one that has had all the potential, had all the heat, but did not deliver. Um, I I think I had kind of. Three that are are in this conversation. Okay. Um, I have First Man, but I I kind of don't count that one because I think we've already established it's lost any and all momentum that it has had. It does, yeah. That being lot. said, um, there's some under the line categories that it could 
it could be nominated for. I don't think it's got a shot at winning it, but I think it would could definitely be in that conversation for a nomination. Sure. And then I think Claire Foy is is pretty locked in to be nominated, but probably not win in supporting actress category. Um, So that's one that I think we all had really high expectations knowing everybody who was involved in it. And it's a really good movie, um, but for whatever reason isn't getting a lot of love. Sure. Um, The next one that I had on my list was actually Vice. I think it's another one that... Interesting. On paper, it's easy to think that it's going to get a ton of love um, because of who's involved and that kind of stuff. But... I think it just didn't get a it just didn't connect as much with audiences and and while I don't think that necessarily is a death wish for um, a movie <laughs> sure. I think because um, because of everything that went on I think you'll get a lot of push behind you know our main two acting categories and Amy Adams and Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. But I think that may be it. I think Adam McKay is going to be on the outside looking in on director. Okay. Um, it may sneak in if we have a large number on uh, Best Picture nominations. I think it could be because we can have up to 10. Sure. I, I know you are always pessimistic that we'll never have 10 again. I don't think we will. But it, it could sneak in there um, for Ooh. that. And then I think obviously makeup, it's got a good shot because. Oh, of, yeah. Dick Cheney, but outside of that, I don't know that there's a ton. Maybe, sure. maybe in screenplay, but I think it's I think it's a movie that on paper you thought might have gotten like in the seven to eight nominations sure. range, and it's going to end up in like the four range. Four range, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. First Man is on my list as well. I could, I mean, lest we forget, last year you had movies like The Post mm-hmm. that was nominated for two awards, one of which was Best Picture. So I actually think First Man still has a large potential to get a Best Picture nomination. Probably sound, probably visual effects, but I'm thinking maybe four or five max for First Man um, when it could have gotten 10 or 12, um, theoretically. Sure. I also think Green Book is the same way. Like, Green Book in terms of, like, what's it going to get nominated for? Picture, maybe director, two acting awards, screenplay... What else? You yeah, know? but I, I think a movie like that, you're aiming for. Yeah, five you're aiming or six. for the higher stuff, right? Like you're you're not going into it expecting makeup, right? You're probably not expecting song or or score or right. anything like that. Right. You're obviously not looking at effects or anything like sure. that. So I think for me that wouldn't be getting well, left, left out, out in the, the cold, cold because I think the 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 categories that you would say that. It targeted from a standpoint, and no one makes a movie specifically targeting no, sure, specific but categories, but the the ones that you would have thought when you walked out of that film sure. that it would get nominated, I think it's going to probably hit on the majority of the ones that I you could thought. see that. There's also the potential that the smear campaign worked and it doesn't get any and doesn't get any of that. So, so much time still left. There's still quite a little bit of time left. Um all right, let's make some predictions in terms of biggest upset. I have three <laughs> that uh uh, w- one is a bold prediction, and the other two are probably relatively. I don't know. My boldest prediction is Emily Blunt over Claire Foy for supporting actress in A Quiet Place. That's my biggest one. Oh, for A Quiet Place. For A Quiet Place, for Not... supporting actress. Oh, for supporting. Because they're running okay. her for supporting for A Quiet Place. Okay. 
Uh, she's up for lead in Mary Poppins, which is also in play. Mm-hmm. But she's got There's got to be some people who are going to fall in order to get that. She's definitely gunning for that fifth spot with some people. Sure. One of which is Tony Collette for Heredity. Gun, hereditary, excuse me, gunning for Best Supporting Actress. Another prediction of mine. We finally get a horror nomination in here somewhere. Um, and then this isn't really a big upset per se, but I would think that with the lack of momentum it has, First Man getting Best Picture nomination, that, that would reasonably consider, you know, I would consider that a reasonable size, you know, upset considering how much momentum it fit, it lost. You know what I mean? Um, so I have those as upsets. Is is Colette going in supporting or lead? Colette is lead. That's what I thought. Colette is lead. So right. she's going up. She's gunning for that fifth spot with, you know, there's a lot of people who could. I think four of them are locked in. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, for me, as far as my upsets, I didn't have a ton. I think there'll be more upsets when it. I could see more upsets in the actual winners versus the sure. nominations. I think sure. a lot of the nominations I think are are fairly predictable at this point. I could be wrong. Um, one thing that I would call an upset is I think we're going to get nine Best Picture nominations, which Interesting. I don't think we've had nine in a, we've since had, we had I, ten. Mm, Did we have nine last year? I, I think we we've only had, had nine. I'm going to do – you keep going your things. I'm going to check this out here. All right. I think we've only had nine since they switched it to anywhere between five and ten, but I could okay. be wrong. Okay. I thought it was – I thought we've been getting less than that. But anyways. Um, I, I had it at seven at one point. Just full disclosure, I had it at seven. But Crazy. I know. Um, one of my other upsets, and I don't know that it's a, a major upset, but I think um, I think there's a chance that Vigo gets left out of I could supporting see that. actor. I could see that. Um, I think there's more of a chance that that happens than um, pretty much any of the other acting ones that are kind of on my radar, I think. Again, I think more of the surprises on the acting categories could come in who actually wins it versus um, who's not nominated for it. Okay. Um, I think on the supporting side, um, Marshall is pretty locked in. I would Um, agree. So I think the other thing that I think is going to be a surprise, although to me I've been calling for it for a long time, is – I think Michael B. Jordan's going to sneak into that would be supporting. Rad. That'd be so awesome. I'm on board with it. I think the one that could be the the casualty of that is Timothy Chalamet. It's possible um, for Beautiful Boy. I just a lot of people. A lot of people like that movie, and it's hard to want to reward. It's just not very common that the Academy rewards an acting performance in a movie that a lot of people would say came up short sure like most of the time the acting nominees while they may not be best picture nominees still are regarded as very good movies sure, or at least and, anchored by a strong lead performance and a lot of people aren't just saying that beautiful boy was a disappointment a lot of people say beautiful boy was bad a and lot I of people aren't even talking about it it's true so that's why i think and you know maybe it's just me but you know i think there could be some Timothy Chalamet fatigue. Maybe. From the standpoint of he's been there the last couple of years, I feel like. I was talking with somebody earlier today. I was talking with uh, uh, 
Jeremy Nakano, good friend of the podcast, former uh, special guest co-host, good movie buddy. And I said Chalamet should take over Mission Impossible when Tom Cruise is 80. <laughs> Bring in Chalamet. Give him the franchise. <laughs> what? So going back to the, the eight nominations, uh, in, in the years since they switched from anywhere between five and ten, we have had two years where there were eight nominations, and that was 2014 and 2015. All of the other years were nine nominations. Okay, then I'll, I'll bump it up and say we're going to get ten. So, Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think there is a chance we get ten as long as this rule stays in place. But that is neither here nor there. My biggest snubs, I am, I am genuinely afraid that Black Panther gets shafted for a bunch of things. Nope. It's a fear that just lives in me. Nope. I was on Twitter today and and somebody on Twitter was asking if you had a genie what three wishes would you grant yourself for Oscar nominations? And I saw everybody talking about little indie films and oh this should be nominated and it really bummed me out when people were like I don't want to see a Star is Born nominated for anything. Like that is the negative attitude I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of here, right? But I was sad because I didn't see a lot of the a lot of people going to bat for the big picture stuff. Now, maybe it doesn't need it, but I was sad about it. So I'm still worried about Black Panther. Um, I do think that Claire Foy missing out for supporting actress would also be a pretty big snub as well. Um, especially since she was a, so strong. Such a strong contender. I mean, that movie was big time strong contender for a while. And again, I'm baffled. And I, uh, we've talked about this before. But I think in, in quite a in, in in I don't know ten years or so we are going to realize that we were sleeping on first man. So those are our four sort of questions in terms of expectations, predictions, and things like that. Before we continue, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of this podcast, The Popcorn Diet, delivered to you for free by hitting that subscribe button, following us wherever you're listening. Literally, as long as you're not driving in your car, whatever you're doing, just stop. Just hit the pause button really quick. You don't even have to hit the pause button. You can keep playing this bad boy. Go to the uh, go to the podcast page, hit subscribe, give us a rating real quick. That would be super rad of you. That helps us share and spread the good word of the popcorn diet and build our good movie buddy community. Speaking of our good money, good movie buddy community, we also want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to our website on Patreon, patreon.com slash the popcorn diet, and maybe considering becoming a patron of the podcast. Uh, a lot like Dave Jones. Shout out to Dave, Dave Jones, one of our newest patrons uh, for the podcast. And not only is Dave, as well as our other patrons, not only are they helping us improve the podcast. But they're getting exclusive patron-only episodes. They're getting some pretty cool swag, including our franchise refills, our newest franchise refills, all talking about glass as we lead up to the release of M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. So definitely check that out, patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet. Of course, you can always visit us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at thepopcorndiet. And last... But certainly not least, all of our reviews, all of our regular episodes, Oscar predictions, and more can be found on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But with all that being said, David, it's time to lock in our final Oscar predictions before the nomination. So we're starting with Best Supporting Actress. I will let you go ahead and start. 
and let me know uh, what you originally had. If you have anybody out, if you have anybody in, best supporting actress. Who are your final five nominee predictions? Final five best yes. supporting actress. Let me pull this up. All right. Uh, all right. So last time I had Regina King, Nicole Kidman, Boy Erased, uh, Emma Stone, the favorite, Claire Foy, First Man, and Amy Adams for Vice. Yes. My only change here, I'm going to drop Nicole Kidman. Okay. And we're going to put Rachel Weiss in. Okay. So not a very exciting one. Pretty much the chalk with, I think, what a lot of people are predicting. But that's my uh, that's my final locked-in vote. Okay. Okay. I can definitely see that. Boy, a boy, a mon- many of the boy movies not getting the momentum or not maintaining the momentum that we had. I had Amy Adams for Vice, Rachel Weisz for The Favorite, Emma Stone for The Favorite, Claire Foy for First Man, and Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I'm going to lock those in. We, It seems, David, to ha- we have identical Best Supporting Actress list, which is no fun, but it's also like, listen, we've been watching these races since summer. It's true. So if it's any one of these, like maybe it could be Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place. Maybe it could be Margot Robbie for Mary Queen of Scots. She got a SAG nomination. There are upset possibilities, but I don't think there's going to be many of them. Mm-hmm. For Best Supporting Actor, I also made no changes. I did still keep in Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. I uh, I have Adam. Tra- Actually, I believe I did change out Sam Rockwell. Okay. And I put in Adam. I put Adam Driver back in for Black Klansman. I have Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me. I have Mahershala Ali for Green Book, and I have Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. So those are my five. Again, maybe Sam Rockwell gets in. I would love if Michael B. Jordan gets in, but that's who I have. Who do you have? Uh, I got a number of changes here. Okay, so I had Chalamet, Kaluuya, Elliott, Crow. And Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I am getting rid of Crow and Kaluuya. Okay. And Chalamet. Oh, damn. Richard E. Grant, Marcella Ali, and Adam Driver are going to replace those. <laughs> so, okay. So we have the uh, same uh, list again. No, we have, I have we Michael B. Jordan. You have Chalamet. Oh, that's right. I kept, I kept Chalamet in. So you have Adam Driver. Yep. You have... Richard E. Grant, I have, which is who I have. Yep, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. and Marshala Ali, and Marshala Ali. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I hope you're right on that one. I really do. What about for uh, actress? For actress, let's see. Last time, let me just make sure I got my last time list correct. Mm-hmm. Last time I had Glenn Close, Golden Globe winner, uh, Lady Gaga, Stars Born. Melissa McCarthy, I had Yalitza from Roma, and Viola Davis from Widows. Mm-hmm. Um, only change for me here is Viola Davis oh, coming out from sad. Widows. There's just no kind of... Mo- no one's talking about Widows. No one. And I'm going to replace it with Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins. Wow, interesting. That's a bold move there because... And oh, I do have one other one. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And I'm going to take out Yulitza, unfortunately, for Roma and go with Olivia Coleman. I was going to say, I was, I was, I was I really I hoping. I didn't have her in yet. <laughs> I was really hoping that we were going to lock in those votes and, and that you weren't going to get Olivia <laughs> Coleman in there because she is, I think, 
I mean, it's a murderer's row of talent, but she is gar- almost guaranteed a nomination. For sure. So you have Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy, Olivia Coleman, and Emily Blunt. Correct. Mine is very similar. Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy, Olivia Coleman. I, however, took out Viola Davis, again, for the same reason, very sad, and I put in Tony Collette for Hereditary. I... Again, if Emily Blunt got nominated, awesome. If uh, Yalitza uh, uh, Aparicio got nominated, sure, fine. But Tony Collette in Hereditary, I haven't seen the movie because the movie looks genuinely terrifying, but I have seen the clips. You can watch it. And, you can stream it. And I know you can stream it right now. I'm Go just, home, watch it. It's, no, it's I'd only, rather not. It's only 11 o'clock at night. I'd rather I'm not. I'm sure you'd sleep well. I'd rather not. <laughs> this looks terrifying. All right. Um, so that's who I have locked in for best actress. Best actor. I made no changes. I think that it will be Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Viggo Mortensen, A Green, uh, Green Book. I think Rami Malek's getting in for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think Christian Bale's a shoe in for Vice. And I think Ethan Hawke has just been nominated and won too many of these other awards to not pick up an Oscar nomination for first reformed. So maybe John David Washington will make it in. Maybe Willem Dafoe will make it in. Those are my five. I'm locked in. This one was tough for me. Um, I couldn't understand that. I want to have the same list. We do currently. And I wanted to change and find a way to get John David Washington in there. Mm hmm. And I was torn between taking out Ethan Hawke, who, like you said, has done really well in the awards thus far. Right. Uh, I considered taking out Viggo Mortensen because I just think something's going to be a casualty of everything that's been going on. Sure. Um, But I just don't know that enough people talked about how great John David Washington was. Like when you hear about that film, it's all about Spike Lee. It's true. Um, and while I think Adam Driver sneaks in, like we talked about already, on supporting actor, I think that's due to the five in front of him or, you know, in the consideration being a little bit weaker sure. on supporting actress than I think actor is. So sure. I'm, sticking is with, I'm sticking with my list. All right. And there is precedent. You look at the SAG Awards and they did not nominate Ethan Hawke. They nominated John David Washington, which mm-hmm. is which is reason to consider an upset for sure. But... But like you said, like I said, he's just won too many damn awards. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke has just won so many well, under-the-line awards. And this is why I stuck with Claire Foy and First Man. I think sure. both of these movies, First Reformed and and First Man, are really going to have to focus their efforts on a smaller prize. I think they're going to have to accept that, look... Best picture ain't happening. No. Director ain't happening. No. Actor probably not. <laughs> you know, for this one, it's obviously we're getting behind actor. Sure. Um, or screenplay. For first man, it's getting behind supporting. Foy, sure. So I think they're going to dedicate their efforts behind that, just like, you know, one that we didn't talk about that didn't get uh, actress nomination because of how stacked that is, mm-hmm. is uh, Rosamund Pike for. True. Private war. Very so, much so. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Who do you have for director? Any changes made to director? This one, much like all of these other categories, it feels like there are at least three, two or three that are absolutely locked in. 
and the other one maybe not. But you you have a I'm very interested to see what you do here. Who did you have for director? I had Bradley Cooper okay. staying. I had Alfonso Cuaron. Okay. Roma staying. Okay. I had Adam McKay Vice. Okay. I had Ryan Coogler, Black Panther. Okay. And I had Steve McQueen for Widows. You did. I'm taking out Steve McQueen because everybody from Widows is getting chopped this round. It's real sad. So I'm replacing him with Spike Lee. Okay. It's probably a smart move. Yep. And I considered I'm I'm removing Adam McKay. Interesting. Okay. And I was torn between Yorgos. Yorgos. For the favorite. Lathimos for the favorite. And Peter Farrelly for Green Book. Okay. Despite, I'm going to stay strong, despite all of the negative attention directed at Green Book, I'm going to stick with Peter Farrelly um, and Green Book. Okay. And I'm going to stick with that. Are you sticking with Kugler? I'm sticking with Kugler. Sticking with him to the end. I respect that. I appreciate it, but I cannot do the same. I took out Adam McKay for Vice. Again, I think Bradley Cooper, Alfonso Cuaron, and Spike Lee are shoe-ins. I think they're yep. guaranteed nominations. Yorgos and um, Adam McKay are who I had on my list. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's basically a four, five-person race for that last spot. Mm-hmm. It could be Yorgos. It could be Adam McKay. Hell, it could be... It could be Barry Jenkins. You could know, it could be Lynn Ramsey. I don't know. Uh, but I ended up taking out Adam McKay as well and putting in Peter uh, Farrelly, Farrelly uh, depending on what region of the U.S. you're from, in for Green Book. So yeah. that is my final. Bradley Cooper, Alfonso Cuaron, Spike Lee, Yorgos, and Peter Farrelly for Green Book. Yep. Best picture. I once again have nine nominations sadly none of my and again maybe i'll be surprised maybe i'll be surprised i hope i am but i just don't think any of my genre pictures have gained enough momentum to get in that means mission impossible fallout my quest to get it nominated for best picture is going to end in in defeat very sad a quiet place is still possible but it's looking real slim Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Incredibles 2, Crazy Rich Asians, Paddington 2, I don't think as, as, as again, as legitimately amazing as they are, I don't think they're So we got to hear your, your nominations for those of you that didn't listen to the previous one. I know. I'm going to send them out there. I just wanted to take a little time to, to appreciate the nominations that are not going to be happening. That being said, my nominations that I had before and I am sticking with. First Man, If Beale Street Could Talk, Black Panther, A Star is Born, Roma, The Favorite, Green Book, Black Klansman, and Vice. I almost took one out of there. I almost took two out of there. I almost took First Man and Vice out of there. Mm. I'm leaving them in there. Those are my nine. What about you? Well, I'm always going to use all the spots I can take. I respect that, and I wish that was the case. And I'm going with... With 10 nominees, I previously had Black Panther, First Man, Roma, If Peel Street Could Talk, Widows, A Star is Born, Black Klansman, Green Book, The Favorite, and A Quiet Place. All right. Uh, removed from this list, again, it's the death of Widows Ugh. in in today's, you uh, held it in as long as today's you could. list. I held out, 
So I had three <laughs> possibilities okay. for filling this spot. Okay. They came down to Mary Poppins Returns. Interesting. Bohemian Rhapsody. Interesting. And my third one. What was my third one? <laughs> Who am I missing off of this list? I don't know. Anyways, those it really came down to those two, actually, as as it turned out. And you know what? It's really hard for me to believe that Bohemian Rhapsody can win a Golden Globe and then go to not even being nominated for an Oscar. That being said, I'm going with Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> As I'm typing it, you. Now, that's an interesting thing that that I kind of, you know, I don't I don't know if we want to do the live research on the air here. Um, but I don't know what the um what the ratio is of uh Well, I can give you I can give you a little bit of info. I know you got some stats. I can give you so we talked about earlier about how terrible of a predictor the Golden Globes are. True. But in the last, I think it's 90 years is the history of the Golden Globes and Oscars happening at the same time. Yep. Um, all, in the 90, 48 of the Best Picture winners either won Golden Globe for drama or Golden Globe for comedy. Okay. Only 38 of them were in the drama category. Um, which would be, for some reason, Bohemian, Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody, <laughs> I guess. And only 10 were from comedy, which was Green Book. So, again, I don't know the president. We'd have to do some some research, given that I expected one of us to have Bohemian Rhapsody in our in our Best Picture nominees. I didn't think we'd have to really talk about this too much. Interesting. But, um, it would be quite surprising, and it would be even more of a testament how ridiculous the Golden Globes are that the one they pick as best picture for drama, for drama especially, doesn't, make it. doesn't it, make it. It happens most often with drama. With comedy, it happens a little bit less. You'd have to go back to 2008, 2009 when you had Vicky Cristina Barcelona and The Hangover one. Sweeney Todd won best comedy. So reverse that. It happens more often on the comedy side. It happens. That they don't get that, nominated. Yes, for, that's correct. Yes. There is more crossover with the dramas. More often than not, a drama that wins the Golden Globe gets nominated. And Boham Bohemian Rhapsody, for some reason, was a dramedy and a fairly brother. I guess was it was. You know, you look at all these, but even then. She got almost famous, didn't get nominated. Toy Story 2 won, obviously didn't get nominated. Shakespeare in Love, we won't talk about that till, till later. Oh boy, we got that project coming. So anyways, this actually is starting to dive into our sort of next project. Obviously, you're going on vacation. I hope you enjoy it very much so. Uh, the nominations will be coming out the 22nd. We are going to do our final Oscars prediction just before the Oscars, the, the week before the Oscars. We're going to have our final Oscar predictions. But we are also doing this year's version of the Hindsight Awards. We did the Hindsight Awards last year where we broke down uh, and looked back at the years 1998, or I'm sorry, it was 97, 2007, and 2012. This year, 
we are looking at 1998, 2008, and 2013. So we are taking a step back 20 years, 10 years, and 5 years. And that means, David, that we're going to be talking about some things that are going to make me pretty upset. Like Shakespeare in Love. Like Slumdog Millionaire. Or like The Dark Knight Not Getting Nominated. So there are some big historical Oscar seasons that we get to take a hindsight look back on this year. If nothing else, you should listen in for Rick talking loudly. I am going to, I guarantee you, I will freak out. It's it's just going to happen. We're going to lock it in. So plan on like a three-hour episode? No, we're going to split it. We're going to split it into three episodes. We're going to try and split it because Lord knows, oh, boy, howdy. That would take a long time. But, uh, But yeah, man, I mean, as much as this season stresses me out, as much as it drives me crazy, I still love it. I still love how analytical we get on it. I know you're putting together some stats that I'm very excited to read. Uh, but yeah, those are our last Oscar predictions. Look for the nominations to come out, like I said, January 22nd, bright and early in the morning. You can check out those nominations. Most likely we'll be retweeting them on our Twitter, the at the Popcorn Diet. But before we wrap up, again... I want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, give us a like, share with your friends, share with your, fam- with your family, help build that good movie buddy community. Check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron because not only are you going to get a big, big thanks to us, a shout out or a big thanks for, from us and a shout out on the podcast, but we got some really cool exclusive episodes coming up for you that you can only get there. So definitely check it out. Patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Previously mentioned our Twitter account, also Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on there at the popcorn diet. And then last, but certainly not least, you can find all of our Oscar predictions. You can find our hindsight awards. You can find our regular episodes as well as our reviews and everything that else that we put out on our website, popcorn diet But for the soon to be vacationing Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And we'll see you next time with another good movie and some more awards conversation on the popcorn diets. Adios.